0: Hey there, welcome to Made New Ministries podcast with Sharon McFadden. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome back to Made New Ministry podcast. This is Sharon and I'm so excited to have you back here this week. And I know at the end of the segment last week, I told you that my friend Joni jones Mangum would be here today. But unfortunately, she was not feeling well this week. And um, so she is going to have to postpone her visit here at New Ministry. But she has promised that when she's feeling better, she would love to come. And she will be sharing her testimony of how God made her new over addiction. And um, you do not want to miss this testimony. It's incredible. So I will uh, post on the Instagram again when she is able to come. It may be a week or two. But she will be coming, and I promise you, it will be worth stopping in and hearing her testimony about being made new. So anyway, um, Joni, we will be praying for you this week, praying that you begin to feel better and your strength returns. And um, we look forward to having you here at Made New Ministry. All right, so we will continue today then in our talk from John chapter 10 about Jesus as the Good Shepherd. And, and um, also from Psalm 23. So um, in John 10, if you want to pull, up and pull out your Bibles and open it up to the book of John, chapter 10, we see where Jesus says in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And he goes on to say, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And so once again, we see Jesus making one of these I am statements. That's in the book of John. There are seven of them. And this is one of them that um, I have just been drawn to. And I shared with you also um, the little book um, about, um, Psalm 23 from a shepherd's viewpoint, um, about a shepherd's look at Psalm 23. is the name of the book, and so I really enjoyed reading that little book and understanding Psalm 23 a little bit better, and also understanding who Jesus is as the Good Shepherd, and how He looks after us and cares for us as a Good Shepherd would we'll do, because. Sheep need taken care of. They do not just take care of themselves. Um, And so they need a shepherd to lead them and guide them, um, to take care of them, to provide uh, green pasture for them, to provide clean water for them. And so you can also go to flip back to the Old Testament to Psalm 23, because that's where we're going to pick up today's lesson. Psalm 23, and I'm turning mine back there as well. So get your Bibles and flip it over to Psalm 23. Here we go. All right, so last week we looked at the first two and a half verses. Um, actually, first um, the first three verses, and today we're going to look at just the second half of verse three because it's so important. Um, but let, let's review real quickly. Psalm 23 is written by King David, but he writes it from the viewpoint of a sheep (laughs) instead of the viewpoint of a shepherd or a king. He writes to us, he writes this Psalm 23 from the viewpoint of the sheep, quite frankly. And so it started out like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. So today we're going to pick up there with Verse 3, part B of verse 3, which says, He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And so why is this so important? He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Well, in the little book that I told you about, The Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23, he shares with us, the author shares with us that sheep are notorious creatures of habit. And if left to themselves, they will follow the same trails until they become ruts in the road or in the in the field. And they will graze upon the same hills until they become like a desert wasteland. Uh, it pollutes their own ground until it is corrupt with parasites. Uh, it ruins the pasture when they stay in the same green field. It ruins the pasture. It ruins the sheep and it ruins the sheep owner's name. So if that shepherd does not, if that shepherd doesn't manage them or care for them, it ruins his name as well as his sheep and the pasture. And so these sheep who who are notorious creatures of habit, if left to themselves, will do this. They They will just walk the same trails until it becomes just a rut in the road. And he goes on to say that no other class of livestock requires more careful handling, more detailed direction than do sheep. They need to be led. They need to be taken to green pastures um, as their grass begins to get low, as they begin to wear ruts in the trails. They need to be led somewhere else. They, and we talked about last week. They need to be led to clean water or else they'll drink any polluted water they come across, like in potholes and things like that. Now, David, who wrote Psalm 23, King David, he no doubt knew this from experience, that sheep needed careful handling because he had been a shepherd, remember? Growing up, he had been a shepherd, and he knew this. He knew that if the flock was were to flourish, and if the owner's name and reputation was to be held in high esteem, Uh, As a good manager, the sheep had to be constantly under the shepherd's meticulous care and guidance. Remember, we talked about last week that if a sheep became cast, if he fell over with his feet and arms up in the air, I say their feet and arms, they're probably all four legs, whatever. (laughs) But if all four of them are up in the air and he's laying on his back, that that sheep cannot get rolled back over and he will very quickly die either of natural causes or a predator will come and pounce on him and kill him because he's vulnerable. Without the shepherd's guidance and looking over his flock every single day, they they will perish. They will die. And so what happens here when... Um, when a when sheep are left alone and they they graze on the same grass over and over again and they begin to cause ruts in the in the field, it becomes like poverty grass, they call it. It just is it just looks terrible. Uh, it, they eat it down to the nub, <clears throat> excuse me. In fact, sometimes they will, you know, even dig out the root of the grass, um, and it becomes sheeped to death is what they call it. It's a piece of land where the sheep um, have been neglected and the owner has not cared well for the sheep and they've left them to their own way, just left them to take care of themselves. The result is that the fields, um, they've been overgrazed and they have nothing more than what they call, like I said, poverty grass. It just looks horrible. The trails become gullies and parasites take over the land. Then of course, The sheep get sick. Um, They look terrible. And and therefore, um, the the people who see those sheep not well cared for, they think poorly of the shepherd because they can tell that they have not been taken care of. Um, It's terrible consequences for the sheep, the land, and the shepherd's reputation. Right? So a shepherd must be aware of his pasture and his sheep and he's got to keep the sheep moving to fresh green pastures. He must move the sheep while he's watching the, the balance between the pasture growth and, the, and how much the sheep are, are putting pressure on it and eating the grass. He's, he's constantly looking out for the sheep. And as soon as the maximum benefit for the sheep and the pasture have been met, the sheep are moved to a fresh field, to something new. Okay, so is this hitting home to anybody of how much we are like sheep? We as humans, we again, are very much like sheep. And scripture even points this out, that most of us are a stiff-necked and stubborn lot. We prefer to follow our own desires and go our own way. We prefer to do that, don't we? Sometimes we just think we've got it all figured out and that we are just all that in a bag of chips. We think we can do this thing called life on our own, and sometimes we go astray, right? We go down a wrong path instead of the right path, and we get in trouble. Um, This brings to mind uh, one time when my daughter, Cassie, and I, we went to a local park, and uh, Cassie was a teenager, so it's not like she was a little girl, but she was a teenager, and we decided we, to go to this park that we'd been to many times before, we had played on the playgrounds or played on the ball fields or what have you. We knew, we knew the park. We'd had picnics there pretty well. But this day, we decided to go for a walk on the trails. And they have some, some, some well-thought-out um, tra- well trails that are concrete, and you follow the trails, and you end up in a safe place. And if you follow those trails... But we decided we wanted to do something crazy, and we wanted to go our own way. We wanted to go off uh, the paved trail, and we wanted to just go walk through the woods a little bit. Okay, and so it looked like some people had done it. There was some worn trailed areas, but it was not paved. It was definitely more in the woods, but we thought we were going to be all that in a bag of chips, and we were going to take off and go on different path and go our own way well needless to say within uh, a few minutes I guess uh, not too long into the walk we realized we had no idea where we were we didn't know how to get out we were really turned around we just literally had no idea how to get back out we couldn't even backtrack we had come in too far and we had to just keep walking and literally I tell you friends It was like 45 minutes to an hour. We wandered around lost in the woods. There was no cell phone service. We couldn't call for help. We couldn't have even told anybody where we were, even if we did have our phones with us. So we just had to keep walking. But it was like 45 minutes to an hour before we got out of those woods. And we were way on the other side of the park whenever we did finally get out. And so then we had to hike back down the road to get to our car, and so all of that was because we, were, we decided to go a different way. We decided to go exploring on our own, and uh, we got lost. And so it's important for us to have our good shepherd lead us on the right path, okay? So because some of us will deliberately go down the wrong path. Okay, let's just face it. Some of us will deliberately go down wrong paths and we'll do it repeatedly. And and sometimes it's even to our own disadvantage. We insist we know what is best for us sometimes, don't we? Come on now, let's all raise our hand. Sometimes we insist that we know what is best for us and we're going to go down a different path than what we know God has already laid out for us. And we're going to go our own way and we're going to make it work. And it always ends up bad, okay? It always ends up bad whenever we do this. And sometimes we do it deliberately, and we repeatedly do it. We cling to habits that we've seen ruin our lives. Um, we, we'll just cling to it because it's comfortable, in a sense, it's what we know, and we'll so we'll go back to it. Instead of going a new direction with God, we'll stay on that same wrong path. And we get lost. We get lost. Um, And when we turn to our own way, it means we do what we want, even if it is detrimental to ourselves. We do it out of pride. We do it out of our own self-assertion. And let's face it, most of us don't want to come to the Good Shepherd we don't want to follow. We don't want to be led. We want to do it on our own. And that is all just pride, friends. That is all just pride. It is what the world teaches us, to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and make our own way. But God knows the plan for us. He knows the best plan for us, and He wants to lead us on paths of righteousness or on the right paths. And all we have to do is trust God. And sometimes that means stepping out in faith in a new direction. But when we are following the good shepherd, it will always work out for our good. Okay, so this is the key here that we trust that God is always looking out for us and that anywhere that he leads us, it may not make sense. It may look like we're unqualified to go there, but if God has called us to go there and he is leading us as our good shepherd, it will work out for our good. And then all of these things, whenever we when we do go astray, go down the wrong path, the good shepherd calls to us and says, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So sometimes, friends, that means whenever it comes time to follow the good shepherd, when you're ready to deny yourself and your own pride, your own addiction to whatever it is you have been following, and take up your cross and follow Jesus, he will lead you onto the right path. We also see in John 15, 4, when Jesus says, Abide in me and I will abide in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And it goes on to say in 15, uh, verse 8 that's in John 15, verse 8 he goes on to say, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. That's very similar to what we're looking at today in Psalm 23 when it says, "When he guide me along the right path for his name's sake? You see, Jesus wants us to succeed. He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to follow him, to be fruitful, to be successful for his name's sake. Because then when people look at us as Jesus' followers, And we're following the right path, the one that God has intended for us. We will be successful um, according to biblical standards and people will want what we have, which is the peace of Christ, the joy that the world cannot give us. We search all over the place for joy and happiness and instant gratification. But guess what? It doesn't last It doesn't last, and it may last for a day, but then you crash and burn, okay? But when we follow Christ, we will have joy, and we will have peace despite any circumstances. We will be able to go to our Good Shepherd and ask for help, ask for further guidance as we need it, and He will give it to us, and other people will see that, and they will want what we have. That is the whole point, to bring others to Christ to be set apart, to be an example to others so that they too will want to follow the Good Shepherd. This is a pivotal point in this passage of Scripture in Psalm 23, where we as Christians will choose to follow Christ and deny our own flesh and stubborn ways, or whether we will choose to go back to our own way, to go the different path. Right, if we choose to follow Christ, who is our good shepherd, there are seven fresh attitudes we must acquire. Okay, to move on to new ground with God, because remember, we talked about that the author of that little book said that the, the shepherd who's taking good care of his sheep will move them on to a new pasture when he sees that they have begun to wore out or wear out the pasture that they're at. And so, for us as Christians, and when we're following Christ as our good shepherd there are seven there here are seven fresh attitudes that we'll need to move on to new ground with God so here you go get ready number 1 instead of loving myself most i must be willing to love Christ best and others more than myself <laughs> okay we need to stop being self-focused and loving ourselves more than others. Jesus calls us to love him most of all and love others more than ourselves. We must put others first. We must put Christ first. We must help others and love others instead of ourselves. Okay, number two, instead of being one of the crowd, I am willing to be singled out or set apart from the rest. Because listen, when you follow Christ in today's world, you will be set apart. You will be different than others. You have to be okay with that. Because Jesus was certainly willing to be set apart for us as he hung up on that cross, which was a shameful, horrible, painful death to go through. But he did it for us, though he had done no wrong. He did it for our sin. He was willing to be set apart for us. Are you willing to be set apart from the crowd for him? That's what you'll need to move on to new ground with Jesus. Number three, instead of insisting on my own rights, I am willing to forego them in favor of others. Folks, this is totally Against culture. This is totally against what the world will teach you. But this is a biblical standard that God calls us to, and He gives us the strength to follow through with it. Instead of insisting on your own rights, are you willing to forego forgo them in favor of others? I'm telling you, friends, this will set you free from the shackles of personal pride, of personal pride, and thinking you deserve this, or you deserve that, are you willing to put that aside for the sake of others? If you do, you'll move on to greener grass with Jesus. Number four, instead of being the boss, quote-unquote, are you willing to be at the bottom of the heap? Um, The author of the book calls it, are you willing to be, are you willing to give up being top ram to be the tail ender? Okay, Jesus talks about this throughout the New Testament that the first shall be last and the last shall be first, right? We need to put others above ourselves and we need to be willing to do some of those things that no one else wants to do out of love of Christ. Okay, instead of pleasing ourselves, we need to focus on pleasing God. That's not an easy thing to do, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do it and we'll be set apart. People will notice and they will want to come under the care of the good shepherd as well. Number five, instead of finding fault with life and asking why, I am willing to accept every circumstance of life with an attitude of gratitude. Folks, this is huge. This is a few, huge because everywhere you go, people find fault with everything. They grumble and complain about everything going on in life. And they're asking, why, 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 why does this have to be? Well, it just is. We live in a sinful world, okay, until the second coming of Christ. But when we can accept every circumstance of life that we are in, or that is going on around us with an attitude of gratitude, we will see that God is good, we will have peace. We will have joy, and the key here is to know beyond a doubt that God does everything for our good, and that will lead us into a pasture of peace. Okay, this is key to have this attitude of gratitude, no matter our circumstance. Number six, instead of exor- excuse me, instead of exercising and asserting my own will, I am willing to learn and cooperate with God's will. Are you seeing this shift in thinking, folks, continually? It's a continual shift in thinking of putting ourselves first and putting God first. Okay, so here again with number six, instead of exercising and asserting my own will, I'm willing to learn and cooperate and comply with God's will. Okay, we got to trust Him. It's a big deal, folks. we got to be able to trust God. The world will tell you otherwise, but that's why you've got to be in your Bible. You've got to be reading the Word of God. You've got to be in prayer because this is the only way that you will draw close to God and He will draw close to you and you'll be able to trust Him to move forward to greener grass with Him. And then number seven is in these new acquired attitudes, is instead of choosing my own way, once again, I am willing to choose to follow Christ's way, to be in obedience. Do you get that? Not only agree with him, but to actually choose to go the way that Christ calls us, to follow him, to be in obedience to the good Shepherd. Friends, when we do this, when we trust in the good shepherd, you will be at peace with wherever you are. You will trust that God will provide for your every need. He will give you safe pasture to rest in at night. He will give you clean water to uh, restore your soul. He will, um, you will Trust in Him to lead you to new greener grass. Listen, sometimes we as Christians get comfortable in the field that we're in, and we don't want to move any further. We like where we're at; it's comfortable. We know it. We know how to do it. We think we have mastered it in a sense. But God doesn't call us to stay in the same place all our lives and all our journey with Him. He calls us to go on to to grow our faith and step out in faith. Uh, with him, to trust him, to guide us so that we may bring others uh, into the family. Remember back in John 10, he says, "I, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. God wants all of us to come under the care of Jesus Christ. He loves everyone. God says for For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God wants everyone to come under the the leadership of his son, Jesus Christ, that we would be one flock, we would be one family, right? And that all would come to know him and put their trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So, friends, today I hope that you've, um, you've had time to sit down and think about this and, and to think about Jesus leading you into green pastures and that you can trust Him. And um, for His name's sake, He does this. Others need to see Jesus in your life today. Will you trust Him? Will you say, the Lord is my shepherd? Join me next week as we continue in this study. I hope that Joni will be able to join us. But if not, she will be here with us soon. Uh, Thank you today for stopping in and have a great week. I'll be praying for you. Please keep praying for me. In Jesus name, amen.